You're listening to Sue's Little Black Book, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Creative Connecting in Cheshire. Hello, I'm Sue France, and each episode I will be introducing you to the inspiring and motivational entrepreneurs from my Little Black Book. Today I'm interviewing Liz Parkin from Redshift Online. And this is the first time in 10 years I've interviewed Liz. Liz, formerly of Redshift Radio, has always interviewed me. (laughs) So how are you, Liz? I'm excellent, Sue. I'm loving this role reversal. I know. Would you like to tell everyone what you do? Yes, certainly. So as you said, formerly Redshift Radio, I launched Redshift Radio 10 years ago, which is what we're going to talk about. So we'll, we'll, we'll go through the story a bit later. Redshift Radio began life as a community radio broadcasting online from Nantwich. And now we are a community podcast network. So we've rebranded to Redshift Online and we produce podcasts for all of the community. That's amazing and particularly amazing because 10 years ago we met exactly yesterday, the 6th of September, and I'm working with you today on a podcast. I know, So we've come full circle. We have, we have indeed, yes. Shall I tell people first how we met? Yes, indeed. Okay, well I started networking events in Cheshire 10 years ago and when I started doing them I didn't actually want to speak in public. I started a franchise of Forward Ladies, which was a business network formed in Leeds. The owner of the company, Etta Cohen, asked me if I would like to run it in Cheshire. I actually ended up running it in Cheshire, centre of Manchester, Merseyside, all over the place. When she first asked me, I said, oh, no, no, because I don't want to speak in public. And she said, you don't ever have to. Just get your guest. Just say, here is... Well, the first one was Marie Claire Carlyle. So just say, here is Marie Claire Carlyle. Sit down, let them speak. At the end, say thank you. And that's all you ever have to do. Wasn't quite true. (laughs) So I had my very first event in Chester and it was the very first day of Redshift Radio. So you came along, didn't you, Liz? I sure did, Sue, yes. I came along to interview Marie-Claire Carlyle. And I think Marie-Claire had organised that interview, hadn't she? Yes, because it was the first day of her book. That's right, How to Become a Money Magnet. Yeah. So yeah, 6th of September 2010, we took ownership of the building in June. So September was our launch day and we just finished pulling everything together, building the studio. Gav, who I set the radio station up with initially, was back at base finishing it all off and I just popped off to Chester to take part in your event on the day that we were launching. It was a beautiful sunny day. The venue, I think it was called the Red House. It was the Red House in Chester, looked over the river. That's right, had a beautiful garden sloping down to the river and you said to me, can I interview you? you and probably had a glass of wine (laughs) I'd done my bit where I said here's Marie Claire Carlyle so I think I was a bit more relaxed and as you started to interview me I realized I was okay being interviewed for the radio no one could see me it was fine (laughs) and that was the start of a great relationship wasn't it certainly was indeed and then we had you in the studio quite a lot didn't we because you sponsored the Scarlet Lady show. That's right. Forward Ladies sponsored it, I think, for two years. That's right. And initial stages, I remember you didn't really want to speak, but you'd bring the ladies in from your group. And then every now and then I would, I'd say, coax or force you to speak. Before long, you were leading the show. (laughs)
Can you explain what's happening now, what you're up to now, Liz? Yes, indeed. Redshift's always been a volunteer community-led organisation and I do it alongside other things, my own business, plus also more recently a project I'm working on with the Cheshire and Warrington LEP. So it means that my time to commit to a volunteer organisation has been slightly limited. And also running a live radio station through the internet has its challenges. We had at our peak about 80 different volunteers coming and going throughout the week. So we had about 75 hours of live radio output. And what that meant is I was the only person, the port of call really, if the stream went down, the computer turned off, Windows did an update and they weren't expecting it, the mixing desk didn't work, the microphone broke, all these things that I would get calls about at all hours of the day and night really just became too much for me to handle. It's a lot of people to organise It's as a well. lot of people. We got it down to the, the kind of fighting weight was, was probably around 50 to 60 people I could manage that but when we tipped the scales up towards 80 people and that was a real big range from our youngest presenter who was eight years old up to our oldest presenter at the time was in his late 70s we also had people with disabilities we had people with visual impairments hearing impairments ADHD Asperger's people in wheelchairs so at all times those people that had those additional needs needed some support and that always came down to me and it came down to me mainly because yeah redshift is my baby redshift is my thing but it's not ever been a kind of an income stream for me so I took the decision a couple of years ago really around 2018 to I have to rethink this I have to make this either work for myself or just give it up completely so the last two years have been actually probably the longest and maybe the trickiest of redshift because It's me saying, actually, guys, I need to do things differently. I need to make this work a different way so that I can still manage it. So changing everything out and kind of, I didn't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater, so to speak, but I did want to make sure that the majority of our presenters were still happy to carry on. And we had a bit of a chat and we decided that actually podcasting now has become such a big thing. Ten years ago, we called them audio casts, our sort of nickname. We were giving people copies of their show, their interview. Yeah, I can remember that. They were effectively podcasts then. And because we were on the internet, I was very mindful that just because the show and Scarlet Ladies used to go out on a Friday at two o'clock, not everybody could listen to it at that time. So people would listen again later on or they would have a copy of the show and they would put it out on their social media for their followers to listen to. So effectively, that was what we were doing, podcasting really. But there was a big element that it was live radio and that was the exciting bit for many people. It was also the terrifying bit for many people. Yeah. And I think you can probably relate to that because I know sometimes you were very nervous of it being a live radio. In fact, I think you even now still phone me up on my phone and say, are you live on the radio? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, Sue, I'm in my garden, gardening. I think I got a shock when I found out you had a webcam. So we're actually filming. that's right, yeah. I was thinking I was safe. <laughs> I know. We haven't had the webcam in the new studio, thank goodness. Doing live radio is great, but I, I never was a radio enthusiast. I never did journalism. I never did media to that. I did multimedia, but not radio. A radio and setting up Redshift was a complete and utter accident. It was a good accident, but I wanted to make sure that if I was going to carry this on for another eight to ten years, it fitted my lifestyle a bit better. 
So decided to stop the live programming and move over to podcasting. And that's basically where we're up to now. We did make that decision in December last year, December 2019. And we gave ourselves a few months to retrain and move studios and such like. And the plan was to do a nice big relaunch in April of this Mm. year. Of course, with it being COVID, that scuppered our plans. Sadly, we had to lose some of our sponsors because they had their own COVID challenges with finances and stuff. So we just took a bit of a back step. And quietly behind the scenes, our very, very keen podcasters learned to podcast through Zoom. So I did a lot of training with them through the Zoom that we've all become so used to. And now here we are in September, relaunched as a community podcast network. We've got about 12 podcasts. I think you're about the 13th podcast actually that's launched. And our target is to get up to 40 community podcasts by next spring, basically. So it's still very community based. Very much so. Yeah. So a podcaster can come along and have an idea for a show exactly the same way that they used to so we've got our charity show back again so julia worthington and joe grubb joe used to present the show they sponsor the new charities program i do a show called local not global which is all about independent traders from within 30 mile radius of nantwich we have piston podcast which is our 14 year old presenter dan from malbank school he is a, a petrol head really into his Well, he's got his career in motorsport journalism completely mapped out and he does an amazing podcast to represent that. We have Emily Gearing doing her well-being podcast. Gail does a Helping Hands podcast. We've got such a lovely range. Some old podcasts or original podcasts, should I say, not old, original podcasters coming over from Redshift and also lots of new people because so many people are interested in podcasting. Do people have to come into the studio to do the podcast? Not necessarily. We've got a bit of a split, actually. Some people like coming into the studio because they like that environment. They like the buzz of bringing a guest in. They like to see who's in the studio. They like that environment. And also, you know, the technology we've got here, so the the decent microphone, the soundproofed area, the new mixing desk, you know, that makes it a better quality sound. People do podcast through Zoom. People can also podcast through their phone if they want to. We've got a couple of podcasters that... One of the podcasters is based here in Nantwich. The other one is based about a bit like you really, you know, a good 40 minutes journey Mm -hmm. away. So the one that's based here comes in, brings the computer in, sets themselves up. And then the second guest is on the phone through the mixing desk. So that really helps and, and means they don't have to come in frequently. I was just thinking the way you used to do it, you had quite small studios and used to get a lot of people coming in at one time. I know. That would have been very challenging in COVID. Oh, I know. You well, in fact, done it. you can see we've only set up two microphones here. We actually have mm. got four of these microphones, but I'm not going to set any more up until we know that we can actually bring in three people comfortably, bring in four people comfortably in here. So we managed to socially distance three people in this room at the moment but yeah certainly we couldn't have had the days of scarlet ladies with six ladies and a bottle of wine and a guest (laughs) they're gone (laughs) and it used to be fun coming in because people would come in early so they could sit and chat there used to be crowds of people there didn't they it did become a bit like Piccadilly Circus and that partly was one of the problems that I faced because I was as much as I love meeting people chatting to people and, oh, and your and, desk while you're working my, exactly and I totally appreciate that when people come in it's it's a new environment for them it's exciting it's different so they want to chat they want to know about redshift they want to know about me and that's lovely 
but it did sometimes get to the point where I was like, I can't cope anymore because I just cannot do my work. I, I've got to keep the cogs turning. I've got to keep the, the money coming in, the marketing, the social media, the finance, all those things. And I just couldn't do that in that environment. So yeah, we've changed it now so that people can pay a subscription to come a, a membership fee to be a podcaster. And that gives them four hours a month of studio time. And they can come and use that however they want. But what seems to be working, and I think this is particularly useful because of the COVID situation, is we're saying, well, rather than committing yourself to coming in every single week, come in once a fortnight, come in once a month, book the studio for three or four hours and get through a few different episodes of your podcast so that you can drip those out over the course of the following few weeks. It's a really good idea. That's working well. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about is... The way everything has changed. I do quite a lot of lives on Mm -hmm. my business page. At the start of COVID, people were watching them live. Mm -hmm. You get lots of comments and lots of people liking. Now everybody watches on replay. Right, yeah. I do. I don't watch lives in the day. I wait till about eight or nine o'clock and flicking through and I listen to people's absolutely uh, on lives or not lives on replay (laughs) the same with podcasts so it's worked for you hasn't it yeah definitely definitely and also we've got very different podcasts so some people are going to listen to I don't know Dan's podcast about motorsport maybe that's a Saturday morning while they're having their breakfast at 10 o'clock maybe the ladies that listen to some of the other shows that we do that are more for the female listener perhaps those are a Sunday evening you know once they're preparing for the week ahead or something you know everybody's different the great thing is you can literally pick or choose when you want them yeah say if you're preparing dinner in the kitchen you you can listen can't you you can really that's probably when I do most of mine I think in the garden when I'm gardening and when I'm in the kitchen because other times if I'm sat on my laptop and I'm working I find it very difficult to concentrate if I've got a sound going on around me so I tend not to have anything playing out of my laptop but if I'm doing something if I'm might be decorating I've done some decorating over COVID walking the dog you know when I'm doing something that doesn't involve complete concentration I love to have podcasts of all sorts all types on my you've brought up the dog and decorating and I do want to ask you about your life outside Redshift but before I do could you just tell people how they can hear the podcasts and how they can get in touch with you that's a great idea so we have a Redshift website so redshiftonline.org and every podcast has its own page so yours is actually I'm about to set it up after we finish this podcast it will be redshiftonline.org forward slash little black book you can go there but you can also once your show is uploaded whatever platform you like to listen to so most people it's Spotify or iTunes or maybe Google Podcasts you can sign up to the RSS feed and then you'll be notified each time a podcast is released from the one that you're following. It's very technical for me but I'm sure you'll guide me through it. I'll look after you Sue don't you worry. Tell us about your animals and your lovely house. <laughs> what animals have you got now? The animals I've got now. Well, I've had my lovely Springer Doodle called Jasper. He's just turned six, so we've had him for six years. Oh, gosh. I know, it's time flies. He's a fabulous, fabulous little dog, and he very much is my shadow, follows me around everywhere, normally in the studio with me, but I thought, well, just in case he made a bit of a noise in this new studio, I'd leave him at home. So Jasper's great. He's a Springer Doodle. He had cancer last year, and we had six months of chemo treatment but thankfully he's better and fighting fit and I also have two pygmy goats called Bertie and Bobby 
they are good fun I've had them now for getting on for 18 months and uh, joining them at the beginning of lockdown we had two ducks so Daphne and Doris and they are beautiful khaki Campbell ducks who are supposed to lay an egg each for me but this last week I've had about one egg out of a pair of them so our egg stores are massively depleted at the moment and have you finished are there more animals well if I get my way probably in the next five years I'll have a couple of alpacas I nearly managed to persuade my father-in-law to take on two rescue Shetland ponies that needed a home to go with his two donkeys at his house which I like to go and look after I remember as well. the donkeys they were at your wedding they certainly they? were yes that's right <laughs> Betty and Anne were featured at the wedding so yes I do like animals and I certainly would love to have more animals in my life as time goes on as time allows <laughs> well I'll keep looking at your Facebook page <laughs> any new announcements <laughs> well it's been lovely talking to you today thank it's, you it's been so strange turning the tables and interviewing you I hope I did okay I've been brilliant I absolutely love it love the fact that we've remained friends that first time we met at the Red House and I know you know this but I'll share this with the listeners Sue Dewhurst Sarah Perris Merrin Myatt they all were there at that first meeting and I've remained very good friends with all of them as well as you over the last 10 years so that's just great Sally Inkster Sally Inkster I sometimes see Sally as well yes when all this is over we'll have to have some kind of get together won't we definitely we need to do one of those school pictures you know where you recreate the pictures from 10 years ago so we'll all have to go back to the Red House which I'm not even sure if it's open anymore it is but it's owned by different people oh is it because yeah. i've got a picture of us all looking cameras looking down and we're all looking up sat around the table yeah and oh and julie lynn i think she was there as well so there's a few different faces on that picture which we'll have to have a closer yes. look at yeah and invite them all back to have That'll a be session good fun thank you so much thank you for being one of my podcasters absolute pleasure very exciting thank you sue bye